so a lot of the instructors really they don't have that experience because it comes from such a, a broad variety of academic majors and, and different experience. Being an APK major probably would help you in that, but it's not a requirement as, uh, to be part of that instructor training course or to be an instructor either. This is Amy, the Senior Group Fitness Instructor at the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Are you looking for a spark of inspiration to bring to your next class? Find us at IndoorCycleInstructor.com. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. I'm John McGowan. There are, to use the marketing term, multiple verticals within indoor cycling. You know, we've got the big box clubs, we've got the small boutiques, you know, within those, we have different class formats, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, But there's also one that we've really haven't explored. And I I think it kind of operates quietly in the background. And that is indoor cycling at the collegiate level in your local college's recreation center. And I know uh, we visited my daughter's school uh, here a year ago, and they had a beautiful facility up in Fargo, North Dakota, which uh, she spent a year at. I, you know, it was my objective while I was up there to try to identify, and it's one of the instructors who talked to him never never quite got it. Um, but I do have someone now who is a uh, group fitness instructor, indoor cycling instructor at uh, college. And he's also a student himself. His name is David Goss, and he's joining me. Dave, welcome to the Indoor Cycle Instructor Podcast. Good morning, John. How are you here? I'm awesome. But give everyone an understanding of you know where exactly you are. Uh, originally from New Jersey, and I've been living down here in Gainesville, Florida, for the past about four years or so. I'm one of the group fitness instructors at the University of Florida here in Gainesville. And it's it's been a fun fun experience, kind of teaching here, and it's it's my, been my first experience in teaching uh, indoor cycling and group fitness, and really a, it kind of changed a whole lot, kind of my perspective about exercise and, and fitness as being part of this here. You and I chatted a little bit last week just to kind of prep, I guess you'd say, for the interview, and you were describing how the university has a a program actually in place to help develop group fitness instructors. Can you explain that? Sure. Uh, one of the big, I think, at least definitely from my perspective, uh, a big goal of, of rec sports here at University of Florida is the development of students and the development of, of student leaders. And and one of those big parts of it, um, as far as group fitness, each spring they run what, what's called an instructor training course. And uh, it essentially runs approximately half of the semester, maybe a little bit more than half of the semester, so maybe about 10 weeks or so. And it's a, a, essentially a twice-a-week meeting for about an, an hour and a half each time, so it kind of turns into the work of, of an academic type of a class. And uh, there's two kind of major components to that instructor training course, and, and the first is uh, helping the, the students that are part of that program to uh, to earn a, a group fitness certification, and currently they're teaching the ACE group fitness certification, and so they're assisting the students in, in getting the material and understanding the concepts behind it uh, in order to pass that certification. But then the other major component of that course is just to give everyone experience within group fitness and all of the different types of formats that are taught at the university. 
Um, the vast majority of the students that are group fitness instructors uh, have gone through that course as the preparation. There are definitely some people that come from outside. They probably have some outside group fitness teaching experience. Um, but most all of the, the instructors here currently have gone through that as kind of a, their sort of learning experience of group fitness. Now, is this a, is this a component to a physiology degree or is this just something independent? No, this is definitely very separate. Um, uh, there's a definitely a, a good number of the students that are involved in, in group fitness, either as, um, or group fitness instructors or, or personal trainers who are uh, APK majors um, or, or more in towards the health sciences. But uh, I myself, I'm a graduate student in music education. Uh, in fact, I'm a little bit of an, uh, at least, well, being a grad student, I'm definitely a little bit older, but uh, it's been quite a while since I've taken a biology course. Uh, so <laughs> when I was preparing for uh, getting my, I have the, the ACE group fitness uh, certification. When I was preparing for that, and they're talking all of these muscles and, and understanding that I was like, whoa, we have to slow down a whole lot here. So a lot of the instructors really, they don't have that experience because it comes from such a, a broad variety of academic majors and, and different experience. Being an APK major probably would help you in that, but it's not a requirement as, uh, to be part of that instructor training course or to be an instructor either. How many people are in the program? The instructor training program generally runs about... 40 or so within that program itself. As far as instructors who are actively teaching, we carry a, about 50 to 60 group fitness instructors during the fall and spring semester. Um, being a university, there's always turnover. Uh, there's, you know, students who are graduating and, and, and moving on. Uh, so, so there's definitely a, a significant number of new instructors that come in each, each semester for it. Uh, not necessarily each semester, but generally about each year in the fall is when most of the instructors are starting up. Give me an understanding of the. I mean, you're a grad student, so you're saying that you're on the older end of it. Um, but as a typical um, undergrad, um, what I mean, is there a profile of a per, this person that would also jump in to try to get their uh, group fitness certification? You know, the, there's generally not a specific type of a profile for it. I think just kind of in general a fair amount of the students are either juniors or seniors by the time they start instructing. So they've already been a student for a year or two. Uh, then they go through this program, let's say maybe in their sophomore year, and then they teach as an instructor for another year or two. Um, a fair amount of them have some type of a health sciences or exercise science type of a background, but that really is kind of a, a very rough generalization. Uh, the number of, of academic majors and background is definitely pretty broad. And I'm just, you know, one of one of those examples of someone who's not in one of those health sciences or exercise science majors. Got it. Okay. But these are four credit courses. Uh, if, if that were their academic major, yes, this, what we're talking about here, the instructor training course is not a four credit course. It is. A, oh, it's not. No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, but, but you're saying, but if they were in a life science type um, application that this this could apply, but for some, it's just, hey, here's a chance to, you know, um, get your group fitness cert and get some experience. Yeah, I don't think it would apply directly towards their academic degree. Degree as far as like giving them official um, 
credit for it. But as far as like applying as I guess maybe what I'm talking about is the the information that they're learning as part of that degree is is going to fit within here. It's going to be more familiar to them versus, you know, like I said, I'm being a music education major. We don't come across, you know, talking about the gluteus maximus all that often. <laughs> <laughs> no, understood. Yeah, understood. OK, is this something that the, the, the college is promoting um, that, you know, this offering, um, you know, how are they recruiting new um, instructor candidates? I guess I can kind of talk about my experience of how kind of I got into it, uh, because I think I'm probably a good example of that. Um, you know, prior to coming here as a student, you know, I participated in group fitness uh, in my, you know, my life before here being a student. And so it was just something that I always enjoyed. You know, I enjoyed indoor cycling uh, as a group fitness class as a participant. And um, so I continued it when I was here. You know, there's a there's a huge group fitness program here. There's a, approximately about 150 classes per week uh, during the fall and spring semester. And so I was doing that just on on my own as you know part of my own exercise and enjoying what I what was going on. And you know, I just, I learned more about this instructor training program and and what was involved in it. And I thought like, hey, this might be kind of interesting to do. And just timing wise, uh, I guess it would be about two years ago or so now, uh, my academic classes that I was doing just worked out that I was able to do this instructor training course. And I thought like, hey, this might be kind of fun. You know, maybe I I might not necessarily get hired at the end of this course, um, which is given as a stipulation for it. But I thought, you know, I would just learn hired by the university. Correct. Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yeah, participation in the course doesn't mean you'll necessarily be hired as a group fitness instructor, but it's 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 a a part of it. Um, So I thought, you know, I I just I participate in the course, you know, at at minimum, I would learn a little bit more about fitness, learn a little bit more about group fitness and possibly some new types of exercise for it. You know, as it turned out, after going through the course and earning the, the A certification, I, I was hired and I've now been teaching here for just a little bit over two years or so. You were saying, though, that there are about 50 instructors on staff? Correct. Yep. Okay. And their typical experience level is yours or are they more new? No. I th- How does that break down? I, I definitely, I mean, I'm definitely new as far as teaching goes. This This is my first time teaching group fitness. Um, I participated it before for, I guess, coming on now about seven years or so, but, um, really most all of the instructors don't have prior group fitness teaching experience. Some of them may have done it, um, you know, on their own, either to, you know, some type of a local gym or YMCA. Um, but, um, I guess the, the, the bulk of them really don't have any type of instructing, instructing teaching experience. Got it. Okay. So I'm a, I'm a student and I'm thinking, oh, I want to go take a cycling class. Yep. Um, are, am I going to see the same instructor each week at the same time slot or are they rotating people through? Um, well, we have, um, like I said, fall and spring semester, there's about 150 group fitness classes. And of that, uh, I looked up, it's a, this past spring, there was 41, 41 of those were cycling classes. Uh, so, and, and the, each of the, there's an instructor is essentially assigned to a time slot. So those 41 classes are spread throughout the day. Uh, there's classes as early as 6.15 in the morning and as late as 9.15 p.m. at night. And um, an instructor is assigned to that time slot. And so they'll, they'll remain in that time slot through the entire semester. Okay. Are there, are there students co-teaching or 
team teaching? I'm trying to understand where does the the um, the experience come for someone who's you know just going through the training? Yeah. So just to kind of I guess one other component I think I just I left out about the instructor training program. So you're you're earning the group fitness certification as part of that, and then you're learning more about the uh, the program. A, a big portion of that is that a student that's in that instructor training program is paired up with an instructor who is already teaching and oh okay a mentor yep, a mentor exactly yeah so there's there's this mentor mentee relationship and that works through nearly in the entire 10-week program and so what will happen is um you know for example i had two two mentees this past spring and so they were assigned to one of my specific classes and uh, they basically were at every single class for about 10 weeks or so. And at the very beginning, they were just kind of watching. They started to begin by just doing the warm-up, you know, getting in front of the class, putting the, head, the, the microphone headphones on there and, and leading through a warm-up. And then as it progressed through the, uh, through this, the weeks, they, they would take over a little bit smaller portions of the class, maybe teach one, one circuit uh, teach a song or two, you know, going through a, a certain portion of the of the profile and of of the ride. Awesome, and then you're p- providing some feedback, I, I imagine. Yeah, so that's the, what that lets happen is th- they've gone through teaching maybe one song for it, and then afterwards, you know, there's a little bit of a conversation that will go on, you know, saying, "Hey, like, maybe we we could try this, do something a little bit different." Um, one of the things I found that's that's pretty common because I've had now through this program, I've, I've had four mentees. Just the the physical act of hearing yourself on a microphone is is sometimes really disconcerting, and even for myself too, I was a little bit sort of thrown back of you know getting used to just working with a microphone is is one of the early challenges. Right, I think a lot of us have forgotten that. Yeah, yeah. That 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 the lack you're not you come, you're not used to hearing what you really sound like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and that's what you do sound like. Yeah. So that's the first when I do these recordings. That was an early problem I had. I said, "Wait, do I really sound like that?" <laughs> but yes, you do. All right, and those are typically good experiences. Yeah, between you and your mentees. Oh yeah, definitely. They um they they have an option. They're they're given basically uh give a preference of of who they would like to be uh the the mentor mentee relationship. So they're able to kind of select an instructor. You know, generally they probably already have some type of a relationship with that that instructor you know they've probably been to their classes a few times and say like hey i'd like to you know i like the way that that person teaches so i'd like to you know learn a little bit more one-on-one from that person got it okay Uh, let's shift gears now and i'm i'm curious as to you know the profile of the of of a participant Mm -hmm. that you're seeing um i'm gonna guess just because i have two college students or ones beyond that, but uh, that the evening classes are probably the most popular. Is that, is that accurate? Um, shockingly, I would have to say no. I mean, it, it's, it's tough to say, but honestly, I think all of the classes are popular. Um, really? Okay. Yeah. It, it's, it be- well, even the 6.15 a.m. Absolutely. You know, I'm teaching right now, I'm teaching two 6.15 a.m. classes a week. And I've only, our summer schedule has only gone on for this just this past week. Both of them were completely filled to the max. And in fact, we have an online registration system. Uh, they were both filled up within the first hour that they opened up. Um, well, you might just be an awesome instructor. No, it's, it's pretty consistent, actually, I would have to say. It's what probably might be a little bit different. The students that you or the participants that you would see in the 6.15 a.m. 
are generally a little bit more of the older students. Um, University of Florida is a huge university. There's a medical school, a law school, a veterinary school, you know, in addition to all the graduate degrees and undergraduate. Uh, Got it. So you have a bunch of A-types. Yeah, exactly. So you'll get the students who are medical students who are who are maybe grad students or the, the super, super motivated undergraduates who go to the 6.15 a.m. They want a great workout. They want to get in and out quick. They're done by 7 o'clock. They can shower and they can go off and do their work uh, for the day. Um, Got it. Yeah, forgive me. I, yeah. I, I, I think of my the one that I have currently in school at if, if if it's if she's up before ten, I'm mm-hmm. thinking there's something wrong. Yeah, and then exactly that's so. There's classes midday. There's classes that are at noon every day, uh, where you might get the students who do maybe you know sleep in a little bit more. They might have the afternoon classes, and they still want to do get that workout before um, going into the classes later on in the day too. Got it. Okay, and you know, developing this not only this this you know this ongoing creation of group fitness instructors Mm -hmm. by getting people excited about indoor cycling in um, group fitness in general. Is there a, um, explain, you know, the, you know, the, the typical college student that, because you're in a warm area, so obviously mm-hmm. they're outside all the time and whatnot. But is there? Can you define, you know, a, a personality or behavior of those people that you're attracting? You know, ultimately, I'm just trying to understand. You know, well, let me put it this way. So I'm a I own a studio, for example, mm-hmm. if I did, and I want to attract college students um, or or people of, of that age category. You know, what are you seeing that makes you successful to fill your class beyond just its availability? You know, I think one of the just kind of general things I've seen, new students that are drawn to group fitness are, it's often like a peer pressure kind of a thing. They have a friend who's maybe sort of into it, who will draw them in. Um, being a, you know, being a university and, and the vast majority of the, the participants in the classes are in the, the 18 to 22, 23 year old range. Um, I, so, so, so many, a new, so many of those people are new to group fitness. They're, they're oftentimes trying out these classes for the very first time. Um, you know, some of them might be intimidated by a cycle class, and, but they have a friend who, who has done it before or said like, Hey, let's, you know, try this out together. So I, I think a lot of the new people coming into really any of the group fitness classes, but uh, definitely from what I've seen, are uh, kind of coming in with a friend there. They just want to kind of try it out. They've seen it on the schedule and, and, and want to give it a try. What keeps you, them coming back? Um, I think at least you know, I probably would have to be best to speak from, from personal experience for that. One of the things that um, I definitely get comments from a lot of my participants is – is what I do with the music. Um, you know, being a music education major, you know, I think, I think a whole lot about the music and the way that it's going to work and, and how to use that within a cycling class. And so I definitely do spend a significant amount of time creating a workout that, that fits the music and, and really complements one another. Um, I, I definitely try for a, a wide variety of music, which I think has at least drawn in a, a, a wide variety of students within the types of class within, within the classes that I teach too. So, you know, maybe I am drawing in some of those older students who are graduate students uh, as well as, you know, the generally the, the 18 to 20, 23 year old or so range there too. Uh, so I think as far as me personally, a lot of that is definitely drawn from, 
from very much linking the music very very uh, integrally into the uh, into the workout itself too. Got it. All right. And so you're obviously a, a peer or a near mm-hmm. peer to mm-hmm. your participants age-wise. As far as the class that you teach, the type, is that, are you cycling specific? Are you party on a bike? You know, where are you? Well, I taught for the, the first year here with, with the, uh, the AFA group fitness cert- certification. And then, so a lot of that was kind of, you know, the way that I taught classes was similar to the, the other types of instructors that I've experienced before. Uh, and then I did the, the Schwinn cycling certification now coming into a year ago. And, and that's something that really is, I think has influenced a lot of the ways that I teach. Um, definitely thinking a whole lot more about the, uh, the speed, the partic- the, the RPM of the way that they're working, the amount of effort that's involved for it. I think a lot of my classes are definitely designed like an interval, like an interval type of a class. Um, but uh, it's definitely much more of a, a cycling specific type of a workout. You know, I not doing any of the, it's something I've been very cautious about not doing some of those, you know, potentially dangerous moves that I know is starting to become common in, in some other types of uh, clubs out there to, in, in other areas of the country. Are you f- focused on any kind of metrics? We do have, we use the Kaiser M3 bikes. So we have the capability of doing that. Um, again, with, with the fair number of, of participants who are, who are new within the classes, they probably don't have, have heart rate monitors. So I, I personally haven't used heart rate as a gauge for, for types of workout. I've used um, the Kaiser bikes, the, uh, the wattage on there to help, you know, kind of, you know, focus some type of effort for at least a portion of the class. Uh, I all sometimes use the, the one to 10 RPE scale for it too. And then just general terms of you should be working at a moderately easy pace. So as far as effort, you know, those are what I've used for it, but heart rate, I, I really haven't, cause I haven't found too many participants, at least not enough to make it worth it, uh, to use the heart rate. Do you see, do you see interest in, performance metrics yeah definitely to some extent i mean i i i can think of off the top of my head you know definitely uh maybe a half dozen to a dozen or so of kind of my regular participants who who do have heart rate monitors and do kind of track their own workouts uh and definitely plan their workouts you know much more you know focused towards uh um i don't know specific types of of athletic improvement um but I, I, as far as a, a major draw or a major type of, of request of that, I don't think so. Okay. It's more just general exercise. Yes. Are the, the sports-specific tr- training programs, mm-hmm. you know, football, baseball, whatever, you know, all the collegiate sports, are, are there athletes using your classes you know, as part of their training? Generally, no. Um, the, as far as the NCAA athletes that are, that are at the university, they already have a, a significant athletic program that's designed for them and that they're participating in. Um, so I generally don't see those. I know on occasion, our, our group fitness, we have done a, a short, shorter number of, of classes specifically designed for, for those athletes. Uh, one of the ones that comes to mind this past spring, uh, 
um, one of the personal trainers had run a, a yoga course for the, the football players here at the university. And so, so that was just sort of one component for it. Um, but the classes that, that I'm teaching here for it are, are really more just open to the general student population. Student athletes are, you know, being students, they're able to come to those classes, but they're already getting their athletic component from their training within that's, you know, definitely their sport specific workouts. Are you guys providing any type of like a hybrid class, you know, where you've got cardio and then a stretch or cardio and a strength type? Actually, yes. And we've been running now for about a year or so uh, a class called Ride and Relax. It's in uh, a 75 minute class and essentially works out to be about 45 minutes of cycling and then about 30 minutes or so of a, a yoga or a yoga inspired type of a stretching um, and another class that started this past spring is called Cycle Circuits, and that's a 60-minute class and essentially works out to be, um, you know, essentially it's a circuit, so you're about 10 minutes or so on the bike coming off and doing some type of a strength or resistance workout off the bike for, again, about another 10-minute or so segment. And you'll do that a couple times within that 60-minute course. Got it. And that is a class that you're teaching in, in total, or you've got a partner instructor that you're it's, working it's with? Th- that's just a single instructor. And I, I just started teaching that course in particular th- this past, this past uh, week. Got it. All right. Um, anything come to mind that I should have asked you? I think one of the things uh, that I, is a big draw, um, all of these the group fitness courses are, are provided um, without any fee for the students. Um, so that's one of the big things that I think lets our programs be open to the students and, and helps to get them experience and fitness a little bit more is that there's not a cost involved in it. Uh, the cost is, is through the student fees. It's already funded as part of the student government. So, um, that I think makes it a little bit more accessible to the, uh, to the stu- general student population. Well, David Goss, thank you. This has been uh, very informative. And if someone has specific questions, would you be open to being contacted? Sure, yeah, I would love to. How would they get a hold of you? I'm definitely got into the social media kind of thing. So Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, you can find me. I'm Cycle with Dave on any of those uh, sites. Cycle with Dave. Correct. Well, thank you. I appreciate your input and uh, good luck to you and your both fitness and music careers. Excellent. Thank you, John. 